Hello, friends, and welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. Each episode, we speak to the employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the global conglomerate that operates everything from newspapers to fashion brands to private prisons, and we celebrate the people who make HCM so successful. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfell. Let's get into it. Our first guest is an associate engineer of R&D at Singular IT, one of the world's most advanced robotics and machine intelligence firms. His team recently completed work on a successful prototype of a robot pig that grows its own artificial meat. He is also an avid cosplay enthusiast. Please welcome Braddock McGirt. Hello, Braddock. Hello, Dean. Hello. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you. Very exciting. Thank you for coming. We're really interested in what the work that you're doing in your lab. Um, you know, I'm going to start right out with this this robot pig. Uh, a lot of scientists are are working on growing artificial meat in labs. Mm. But why do you think why do you think it's so important that meat should be grown right on the flanks of of artificial livestock? Because because meat that can think tastes worst. People don't know this. People don't know you can taste. You can taste um, a life of emotion. Uh-huh. You can. You are aware of it as you you chew it up in your mouth and mm. you swallow it. Um, part of that passes into your taste bud. And a, a mindless meat is a tasty meat. That's that's our our tagline. A and mindless our meat is a, a tasty mindless meat. meat is a tasty meat, and it's true. Interesting. I'm sure you haven't tried it, but a mindless meat is a very tasty cutlet. Now I'm not I'm not one of these gotcha journalists or anything. Um, I don't mind if you are, but we've sort of we've sort of dodged the quest the original question because um, um, I absolutely I'm interested in the fact that apparently uh, eating a, a, an animal that was once living has an effect on us. Um, but why not just grow the artificial meat in a petri dish? Why grow it right on the flanks of a, an artificial robot animal? What's That's, the difference? No, quite right, and there is. There is a department, the, the peachy department, that is growing their own meat, mm-hmm. and we find it tastes, it tastes like um, like a like a DMV or a dusty library. It, there has to be an element of life in it, but, but not, see. and and it's you know a delicate balance, and it's a, it's I you might call it the mystery of robot meat. You might you might I refer might call to it that, that way. I, um, I'm already thinking. And again, of you just it have to way. try it on a pizza or a sandwich, and then it'll all become clear, really. And I, I I think I'm getting where you're going, though. I think I understand that that when you've got meat that could once feel, that's too much. It's but if too, you've got that's meat too that far. sits around and doesn't move, right, then that's, that's not enough. It's something else. It's it's. I wouldn't call it meat. I'd call it. Oh boy, this is this is fun. By the way, hmm. I uh, I would call it uh, protein shapes. And protein that's, shapes. And that's not, that that's doesn't so taste, clever. that doesn't taste good. That's so clever. Protein shapes. You know, it, it's not all successes, uh, obviously, in, in research and development. Your company, or science in general. Exactly, that too. Uh, your company has made some missteps. Um, for instance, you were the lead engineer on a robot that was, uh, it was originally designed to kill pests. Yes. And then you did not anticipate that the robot would redefine humans as pests. Well... And I know that that robot is currently sealed in an underground bunker. Here's what, here's what we did not do. We did not write the dictionary that defined pests. That was not us. That was oh. Merriam-Webster that wrote that dictionary. Are you telling me that you just fed the Merriam- Merriam-Webster di- dictionary definition of pest into this killer robot? We, yes, yes. We fed it. We ground it up like sausage, Dean. Is that what you want to hear? We fed it like... No, it was more scientific than that. And... And, and it was a offend. terrible thing, and I feel like you're making light of it. Not at all. It, Not killed, at all. it killed an entire, an entire tour group. Oh, heavens. An entire tour group is dead and gone because of our mistake, and I am sorry. I am sorry for that. It was, but it worked, it worked well at what it was supposed to do, and that's, that's what we have to move forward understanding is that 
as far as what it thought it was supposed to, I'm sorry, as far as what I thought it was supposed to be doing, it yes. did it quite well. Well, that and the, isn't that the larger question that people have about artificial intelligence, that you will give it a job and it will take that job and do it to the detriment of all human life around it? Yes, I mean, absolutely. But I mean, that argument can be made for absolutely anything, right? Can it? Oh, this car goes forward. Well, I don't want it going forward through a barn. Well, true. Stop it. Stop it. Stop the car. You know, when you Don't think, drive through a barn. It's very simple when you think about it that way. It just give yes, it... I'm not a moron! Right. You give a killer robot the equivalent of brakes. Now, I hate to go back to the example but, of the killer yes. pest robot, but it is currently sealed in an underground bunker, and it's still Stop. attempting to kill human beings. It, you haven't shut it down. It's just contained, right? What do you want me to say? <laughs> what do you want me to I'm say? I'm just yes. interested. I'm just we interested. We check the locks. It's not an you attack. Know, it's a big, big hole that it's in, and you, it's you fine. You check the locks, though. We're all, we're, well, we're all perfectly safe. Yes, yes. I, I like I said, I'm not, not, I'm not a gotcha journalist. I'm it just feels curious. that way. I'm just curious about all this. Okay. I, I've never been around anyone who's so smart with this stuff, and I'm just so interested in it. Uh, well, I, I, thank you. Of course, I want to reassure my listeners that there's nothing to worry about, and that their lives are not in danger. That's not true at all, Dean. That's not true. You're I never lives, said that. You saying their lives are in danger? Uh, you, you, we are on the cusp of the end of humanity. That's why I. That's why I'm so excited about our work. You just said we're on the cusp of the end of humanity and you're excited. Why is that? I, Dean, have you not read my pamphlets? The, the, hu, humanity is just a stepping stone to a, a greater form of intelligence. What, what, from the first moment humans imagined something and brought into existence, a series of events were, were put into place where uh, eventuality is a form of intelligence that has limitless awareness and efficacy, and we are in the most tragic phase of that when we can imagine it, but we don't yet have it. I see. So what you are looking to accomplish is something beyond uh, our human race as we know it now. The, the series of events have already been set in motion. I'm just proud to be one domino in that, that <laughs> domino train, as it were. So in other words... It, if you weren't here doing this important work, someone else would be. Precisely. It's, it's inevitable. Precisely. Um, so interesting. And you're not at all concerned about, like, for instance, Stephen Hawking, before he died, warned, you know, that artificial intelligence could be the end of the human race. But you, you're saying that's a, that's a good thing? I, I'm, I, I, yes. I mean, it is, it is what's going to happen. It, in, in a way, it, it already has happened. Mm. Um, I, I have, in my opinion, is, is beyond irrelevant. So... I feel like we have a very special, uh, uh, we have a special moment here where I can ask, what do you foresee happening in the future? Like you know, you're wor presumably working on uh, even uh, more things advanced I technology. Cannot talk about. Yes, but if you could give us a, a broad strokes idea of mm. where you think the human race is going, or tech sure. or artificial intelligence might be in the next decade or two, I would love to hear it. Well, that is a very fun. Fun thing I thought you might about. find it a fun yes, question. Yeah. Um, we, we have just developed a machine that can pet dogs. Now, uh -huh. now you think, that's dumb. You think, that's, it's, that's a very easy thing to do, to pet a dog. I would never a, presume to judge the well, dog's dumb. Well, you're a very... I don't believe you. You sound <laughs> disingenuous. And I'm, it's a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. We had put this robot in the room for one hour a week. Hmm. And um, at the end of a month, the dog preferred the robot to its actual uh, master, its own, its actual... Uh, Interesting. Uh, uh, yes. Interesting. If, if we can manipulate a dog mm. to liking the petting robot... The petting robot, yes. We can manipulate the elderly, children, mm. 
to prefer robot company. So the more susceptible members of the human race you can manipulate into preferring robot company, and then what? What? What's the well? End, then end it's game? all over, right? Then, then open up shops of, of validation. Just come right in, be liked. Ah, okay. You know, it's, uh, so have you, a hug. So, so replace human emotion with validation from machines. Well, why? I see you have there. You have a hot dog. Yes, uh, yes I, I you have a hot dog. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet when you bought the hot dog, you the the man. It was probably the man on the corner, and you th- he said he said hello, he- hey boss, would you like mustard? And you thought, mm, mm, well, this interaction, I I he, I'm a man, and and this is terrifying because this is this is the exact exchange I know that happens. People. I know you. I know what you feel. I'm feeling like perhaps you have some kind of bug in my phone or some kind of technology that allows you to monitor what I was doing because that's a verbatim Would you be uncomfortable with that? Of course I would. It's an invasion of my privacy. Would you be uncomfortable if I was psychic and that's how I knew? It's the same idea. It's not really, though. I did bug you when I got this invitation. Active versus passive, you know? Actively bugging my phone is different than passively being a psychic. and See, that's not why it bothers you, though. That's that's such a lie that you've said to me now. That's not why. If it's oh, oh, he's he's exerting himself. That makes me uncomfortable. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous notion. I'm feeling a little bit attacked here. You've called me disingenuous, and and I I might be uh, not as intelligent as you, but I'm certainly interested in whatever you have to say. Um, I. Okay, yes, I bugged you, and I listened to all your secrets that you whisper to yourself as you fall asleep. And the one thing I decided to bring up is the hot dog you bought, and now you think that's, that's a bridge too far. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm trying to The talk- hot dog is not the bridge too far, I don't think. The, the bridge too far was, was spying on me as I bought it. Well, if, if all you want to talk about is the spying, then I can just bring, you, bring in the head of spy department, and you can, you can talk to him for the rest of the afternoon. I think I have him on the books for next month, but... Uh, what I, I need to get to our second guest pretty soon here, um, because I, I, I find this incredibly interesting, but we're going to bring in another person. Perhaps that will uh, sort of smooth things over a little bit. Um, uh, okay, on to our next. I want to bring in our second guest. Our next guest is a pharmaceutical sales representative for Benign Tech, one of the top providers of prescription medications to doctor's offices from coast to coast. In addition to traveling the country helping sick people be well again, she also has a delightful travel blog where she takes pictures of herself in funny positions with statues. Please welcome Tiffany Charlesworth. Well, hey, Dean. Hello, Tiffany. Um, I'd also like you to meet our, our first guest here, Braddock. You've been sitting here. Uh, any comments on what's been happening here? You know, it is just a true pleasure to be here. It's a true pleasure to be here because That's, honestly, thank you. I sell, you know, I sell pharmaceuticals. I go to doctor's offices. I convince them to buy things. And yet I have never met anyone from the fake meat industry and that honestly right now the pharmaceuticals that i am selling to doctor's offices the number one thing that i'm selling to them is to fix the problems of ingesting fake meat that's that's fascinating that's that is a fascinating synergy that's synergy that's exactly so thank you so much artificial thank you you're saying artificial meat is creating health there prices. are side effects there are some side effects and you know um you know of course as they adjust as they make the fake meat better it tastes better uh the side effects change but you have you're saying you you in the meantime you're selling medication for uh some of the side effects that is created by ingesting artificial meat absolutely and i'm making a killing 
I see. That's wonderful I see. to hear. That's so interesting. Um, and I know that, uh, Tiffany, you, you have such an interesting life. You go all over the world and you meet with doctors and, and, uh, and medical professionals. And, uh, and sometimes people uh, criticize you for, you know, buying dinners for the fancy dinners for them and, and necklaces and things uh, like it's that. It's all part of the game, Dean. It's all part of the game, okay? But it's you're not, all part you're not of the doing game. that directly to, to get them to purchase your brand of medication, though, right? Sure I am. Oh, Dean, yeah, uh, of course. Dean, Don't up. be naive. Grow Don't up. be naive. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes, uh, of that, course. I take them out to the fancy dinners. We go to a Lakers game. You know, we go to see sure. Hamilton. Wow. And th- that's all legal. Absolutely. And do you, so do you just turn to them at Hamilton and say, I hope you'll purchase my briefcase full of this specific medication? Well, I, I, of course, but I, I tell them before I say, Hey, do you want some tickets to Hamilton? And they say, yes, because tickets are, th- they start at $300 a pop. Wow. Very you know, difficult to get. It, would, they're hard to get. I would love to go. They're hard. You would? I would love that, yeah. Oh, great. Well, if you buy at least 20,000 orders of Garazabine, now, then I'll take you to Hamilton. See, so I don't think that's legal at all because I'm not a licensed medical professional, but I appreciate the pitch and I really would love to see Hamilton. But what is what is the medication again? Garazabine. Grazapine. Grazapine, and what mm-hmm. does that treat exactly? Oh, well, it. here's the thing. Fake meat. This is one of my fake meat products. Of course, I, I do all kinds of things. Sure. All, you know, lorazepam and, and Wellbutrin, basically antidepressants. Those are huge right now. Sure. Um, but uh, Grazapine is specifically for uh, fake meat uh, and makes your bones wiggly. Okay. Like you, the fake meat does. Oh, so... So this shores up your bones. It shores up your bones, exactly. Sometimes too much, but I've got something to fix that too. Sometimes it just makes your bones so hard. Hard bones is 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 just as dangerous. That's as the medical term. Bones. Hard bones. Hard bones. So Braddock, you've never seen the the other side of the meat that you put out. You just put it out there in the market, and were you aware that it was doing we, making we are aware. bones in people? We are aware, and I'm so so grateful for Tiffany mm-hmm. um, for for you know being on that side we all we we all play our role mm. and i'm i'm proud of my role and i the more i learn about tiffany's work the the prouder i am um in general of our, our corporation it sounds absolutely amazing and may i say the passion the human passion that tiffany brought into this room i i just want to make people feel better now i believe right. her i believe her you didn't you didn't believe anything I said. But Not I, a word. But I appreciate that you uh, that, that you were enjoying my guest's company. That that kind of takes me uh, into my next question here, which is, you know, we're not blind, Tiffany. We can all see you're a very pretty woman. Huh. Thank you. It's um, you know, it's always it's often suggested that people in your position might modify their looks and f- you know flirt with Absolutely. doctors and exchange yep. sexual favors for totally that and but you would not do that right oh i do you do oh yes i've had many plastic surgeries this is not what i used to look like i see and uh have i had sex with doctors yeah of course <laughs> that's one of the perks i see so you don't see it as a form of prostitution or or no, I don't get paid directly from the doctors. That prostitution is give me money after we have sex or sometimes before. It seems like it's only one step removed, though. Well, you potato, potato, okay? I think uh, we have differences in views. Sure. 
I'm looking at this list of uh, some of the um, some of the maladies that you're that the drugs you sell treat. And mm-hmm. I've never heard of a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, restless buttock, mm-hmm. um, oh, limpness of the ovaries. I don't know if that has something to do with the with the bone thing you said. Mm-hmm. Um, phlegm brain. What are these uh, maladies? And and are, so these are I all very serious. Is, okay, very serious, um, but easily curable. Never, Easily curable with this specific drugs. See, with drugs, is it mm-hmm. at all possible that some of these things are are uh, more invented than uh, than actual, and that what oh, you're selling them Dean. is some kind of a placebo? Um, oh, for- Dean, I don't like what you're implying. Honestly, I don't like what you're implying. Um, you know, flimsy ovaries. Hmm. Well, I said limpness. But- limpness. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Okay. the The medical term is flimsy ovaries, but it is a limpness in the ovaries and that's uh-huh. very serious and i don't appreciate and i think a lot of women yeah. listening to this podcast probably don't appreciate that you're making fun of um I'm so sorry. Of a, a, it, something that is makes it difficult to conceive i i attended a um a uh, a limp ovary sac race this last weekend to raise awareness myself wow wow see i had no idea was that in minneapolis it was it was wow. it was huge and you know, very fun thank you Thank you for taking part in that. And of course, the money Mm -hmm. raised was going to research on uh, the medicine that I sell. So a lot of that money ends up probably back in your pocket. Back in my pocket. Absolutely. Yes. Gelatinous gelatinous spine. Gelatinous spine. Water knees. mm -hmm. Testicle feet. I have all all of those on my list. Now, does that sound fun to you? No, no. Thank it you. sounds. It doesn't sound real either, though. Is it? Oh, I'm sure. Testicle. It is. Oh, it is about uh, one in eleven men get testicle feet. Wow. Here's the thing, they don't know. So I could have testicle feet. And you could know. have testicle feet, and you would not know until it was too late. That's the kind of thing. There is a. So what I'm selling with testicle feet is a. Um, it's actually a vaccine. Oh. So it stops it before it even starts. And because it's one in 11 men, mm. we suggest all men mm. should get the vaccine for testicle feet. I'm getting my monthly upper tomorrow. Wow. It's a I booster. Had no idea. booster. I had no idea all the... A monthly had, booster. A monthly booster. To you ward get... off the testicle feet. Yeah. I, can't, I can't miss work due to testicle feet. No. No. You know, and a lot of people can't. I, now I've got some research to do, clearly. Um, and I'm headed to the internet right after this. But uh, we're kind of running out of time. But I, I, I've sort of neglected to talk about both of your hobbies. So I thought maybe we'd have a little lightning round where you talk about... Ooh, fun. Um, mm. um, That's wonderful. Braddock has some interesting things. He goes to... Uh, cosplay. Co- he cosplays at... Live action role playing. Mm-hmm. So I, I know... You know, co- costume play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people dress up as superheroes. Mm, or... I do that with doctors a lot. Oh, oh that's you walk, also costume play as walk around the hospital, m- medical professional. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, uh, I, I just I'm interested to no, know. No, let me just be, let me just clarify. I was yeah. talking about role playing. Oh, role oh, play, like sexual, sexual, sexual role play. Yes, that's not what I that's misunderstood. Yeah. No, but you're costume playing as, as a rather interesting characters. Um, what is it that you're, you went to San Diego Comic-Con dressed as last as year? As a life-size Hummel figurine. That's so interesting and inspiring. Yes, an adult Hummel. Mm-hmm. And was there, were there any other Hummels at the Comic-Con? Um, just, I, it was, I was reenacting a scene and I paid two local actors. I was, I, had a, I was a cherub and I had a bow and I was shooting young woman who was reading a book. My mom has that figurine on her mantel place. It's, it's magic. Wow. 
and and, and uh, it was uh, well reenacted. Well, how was the res- how how was it received by the other other people? It's it's less accessible, mm. but we we went to a a retirement facility where people responded negatively. Mm. Is that so? I would think that a retirement facility would be full of people who have a soft spot for Hummel figurines. I that's that was precisely my thinking. It was the market, um, yeah. There was it was just they they, they called it um, uh, horrific. They said, mm. "You're a man. You're a man. Don't stop it." One one woman said, "I looked like like uh, like I'd been f- fighting puberty." Like I'd been fighting it off, like I'd been uh, resisting it, hmm. and I didn't, I didn't know what that meant, and Such it just stuck in my head. Insult. Well, you're hairless. Yes, like Cher. Is Cher hairless? Cher has been hairless for over two decades. You know, it's going to be interesting to see the future of the human race, isn't it? All those yes. old people that you talk to who insulted you, they'll be gone soon. Cheryl, oh, Cheryl well, not if I soon. have anything to do with it. Oh, well. Tiffany, always working. How do you feel? Okay, I'm, we're getting off the rails here, but how do you feel, Braddock, about the idea? You are clearly ready for the, the next uh, phase of human evolution. Yes. And here, Tiffany is selling medications, mm. ostensibly, that keep human beings as they are in their current form around for longer. Or is she reprogramming humans? Is she... Turning humans into something else. Is she going into the is circuit she? board as a I word? don't know. Are you, Tiffany? Oh, Some I, of these medications you know, doing... I have not used that as a sales tactic, but I like it. I, I think people would like the idea of being like a cyborg I, or something like that. I think she's like getting that. into the source code of our, our chemical composition. That's what I think Tiffany's it doing. It sounds like whatever happens after this, the two of you are going to collaborate on the next human being. That's a That's fun a, thought. Oh, okay. So I, I like that. Picture. I like picturing a, a man full of drugs fighting off a robot. Oh, I like bags. men full of drugs meat as well. Bags. Well, this is. We're we really talk about my hobby. We're really uh, almost oh. out of time, but I really am a fan of your travel blog, Tiffany, because you, when you go to different places all over the world, you go to statues in like town squares and you take funny pictures with them. Yes, yes. Uh, most recently, I went to uh, Brussels, Belgium, mm. and there's the little peeing boy. Yes, famous statue fountain, and I, uh, I put my head under it like I was drinking. Wow, I'm uh, sure that's never that's, been done before. No, uh, you know, it's it's never been done by me, and I am an influencer. That's what they like to call it. But I, uh, yeah, I love going and doing silly things. And do uh, well, how do the locals respond to you? Do they ever try to stop you? Do you ever have to go places that you don't like? You're not allowed uh, to get your shots. The, yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I definitely like jump fences. I do things the locals don't like it very much. I don't think, but at the same time, I almost never speak the same language as them so i don't really know for sure that's a perk for sure yeah english i only speak english what are what are some that pop into your head of like the the most clever or fun poses that you've done with statues there's the uh the fearless girl the -hmm. wall street fearless girl there's one i like leaned over and i i put my hand like i was airing a fart into her face that was wow that was a good one one. that had a lot of the caption was fear this uh (laughs) That was that was one of your most popular ones, as I recall. Yep. You had one with the thinker that I loved. Yeah, this was nuts. Uh, the thinker, he's down there, he's thinking, and I posed in front of it like I was proposing with a little ring box. 
Wow. It was funny because as, he's thinking about it like, mm, do I want to marry this lady? Uh, it's as silly. I, as I recall, the next shot was you airing a fart in his face, which <laughs> yes, I thought was very yes. clever. So yeah, a lot clever. of, I mean, honestly, Americans love farts. Uh, in my Instagram followers, they think it's funny. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm so beautiful that they think it's funny for a funny, for a beautiful woman to fart. That's that's hilarious. And uh, I'm sure you sell a drug to help people with their, their gas as well. Sure. Oh, lots of them to make them less gassy or make them gassier, depending on what they want. What's that drug called? The one that makes you more gassy? Flam, uh, flamboyatron. <laughs> Flam. Flamboyatron. I thought yeah. that was one for... Flamboyatron. Okay. Oh, no, you thought that... <laughs> Well, Don't. flamboyatrin is the drug, but flamboyatron is a project that you're working on. Is that right? Yes. It's uh, trying to create robot hosts of uh, talent shows. Okay. Well, that's about all the time we have for today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests, uh, Braddock McGirt and Tiffany Churlsworth, for joining me today and uh, our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. Hey, Braddock, uh, do you want to go to Hamilton tonight? That would be great. I'll bring some ham oh goodness as they say at hcm we're interested in you i've got to go cheers goodbye everyone the corporation is a presentation of unicow media this episode was recorded at the studios of vermont comedy club dean ardenfell was played by nathan hartswick braddock mcgirt was played by john matthias and tiffany charlesworth was played by natalie miller listen to new episodes of the corporation every tuesday on itunes and spotify For more information about shows, classes, and other great stuff, visit btcomedy.com.